My name is Joanne Averson, and this is the podcast, Pain Removed, Performance Improved. In this episode of Pain Removed, Performance Improved, I'd like to talk about spirals. And spirals are a really key aspect of embryological development, of human anatomy, of structure. And they're an aspect of the human body that we often don't fully appreciate when we learn anatomy, for example, and we work with icons or anatomy cartoons, as they are called by anatomists. When you see muscles attached to bones at their origin and insertion, and we work on the basis that the body's moved by the muscles moving the bones, basically, and working as levers. That's not accurate. It's rather reduced down to its component parts. And it's a bit like saying that a beautiful stew has potatoes in it or a fabulous minestrone soup has vegetables in it. I mean, yes, it's true, but there's a great deal more to a fabulous minestrone soup than the vegetables. That doesn't tell you very much about minestrone soup. And origins and insertions of muscles, as you've heard me say many, many times, don't tell you very much about the human body. They just tell you about muscles and bones. And to quote Tom Myers, when I first met him in 1998, when he walked into a room and said, there ain't no muscle connected to no bone, nowhere in no body, which is true, because muscle is protein within the fascia, the, the myofascia. It's a, it's a type of fascia, but nevertheless, it's protein within the fascia. The muscle is wrapped in fascia. The bone is wrapped in fascia. Indeed, it's a type of crystallized fascia in its own way. And really, we can consider the body as being a fascial architecture. And within it are different manifestations of that architecture. But one of the things that leads us to thinking otherwise, besides the way anatomy was done over the centuries, is the idea that the body can be linearized. And bodies are not linear. By definition, they are non-linear biologic forms. And this matters a lot when we teach movement or we're manual therapists and we stop and think about this one fact. And circles, round things, the circle, tends to be associated historically in ancient wisdom schools and so on. The circle delineates the feminine aspect. And the line indicates the masculine aspect. Now, they form each other because if you think about it, if you take a line and you you, you make it into a piece of thread and you join the ends, you form a circle or you can form a circle. And it's an interesting philosophical and, um, how can I say? Well, it's an interesting issue. Let's put it like that. And one of the things that culturally goes along with the end of the matriarchal era and 
what some call the ending of the patriarchal era, is the recognition that round things and straight things coexist in very different manners. And in order to analyse the human body over the last 400 years in the West, to analyse linearise is one of the phrases or paraphrase from from scientific understanding. If you want to really be able to analyse, then you really need to linearise. And so studying the human body wasn't done on the basis of round things, which is how soft matter works. It was done on the basis of straight things, straight lines, which is how hard matter works. So in other words, your table or chair is based around a much more linear, non-biologic foundation of what's called hard matter physics. I'm simplifying. And your body is anything but. It's soft matter physics because it's made of round things, i.e. cells, and tubes within tubes. And in fact, the way muscles attach to bones is in long spirals. And I find that so fascinating. And I think among the many shocks I had the first time I did human dissection, which was oh, decade, more than a decade ago for the first time, and I've spent many, many well, hundreds of hours in the lab, is realising that the way muscles are attached to bones is actually in spirals. And Jaap van der Waal, um, and there's a whole episode on his work, although he did, we did talk about the embryo more than we talked about dissection. He was um, Emeritus Professor of Anatomy and Embryology at Maastricht University. And he taught me the tissue-sparing dissection that he did f- originally for his PhD. And it wasn't published then. And he got to present it at the 2009 International Fascia Research Congress. And the work was just amazing. And he talked about the the continuity of the fascia, the fact that the fascia is always under tension in the body, which is something I'll go into in other episodes, but also that it's always a proprioceptive substrate, meaning it's a sensory organ. And what's that got to do with spirals? Well, the coordination of spiraling organization is very different to the coordination of linear organization. And what it assists us with in motion is what we call spring loading or a recoil mechanism. So our bodies are actually designed fundamentally in spirals. So fascia, which forms this proprioceptive substrate, which basically means the architecture of you, the stuff in between things. So not just the muscles and the bones, but the stuff in between the connecting tissue, not just the organs and the glands and the vessels, but the stuff they're made of and what attaches them to each other or allows them to glide on each other. All that in between stuff is fascia of different types, of different thicknesses, of different densities, of different weaves. And there's your key, weaving. And the weave of the tissue originally, when the the cells produce the fascia, is in a 
spiral. The fascia coils itself. It's, it's called a triple helix, which means it's a three-stranded thread, if you like. And it attracts, because it's a charged tissue, to other three-stranded threads that form the, the collagen helix. So it's a triple, triple helix. So we're actually quite familiar with that, or I am, I used to sail, and very often the rope that we used for springs and warps that you tie a boat up with is a triple, triple helix. So it's a a twisted, triple-stranded rope, if that makes sense. So each strand is twisted, and the actual rope itself is made of twisted, twisted twists, spiral, spiral, spirals. And that's how your body forms itself embryologically on the gross level of the whole form at the detail of the muscles attached to the bones. There is arguably a spiral configuration between muscle and bone organization because the body doesn't separate itself into those parts. It it just moves. And actually within at the micro level, within the tissues, there are spirals. Now, I've had the privilege of meeting and working with Karen Kirkness. And Karen is an anatomist and yoga teacher of many, many years, decades, I think. She's not old enough to be that many decades, but there's definitely decades, not years, in her experience of Ashtanga yoga and Vinyasa flow yoga and so on. Many, she has many strings to her bow. And She's also uh, got a master's degree in anatomy art. So she is absolutely brilliant at painting anatomy on bodies. And it's the most wonderful way to learn. I really recommend it highly if you get a chance to work with her. And Karen has written a book called Spiral Bound. And what Karen's managed to do is through the understanding of um, anatomy, And through her research into the work of people like John Sharkey, for example, and Dr. Stephen Levin, has appreciated how the structure of our form is so profoundly based in spiral patterning. And Karen has brought her yoga wisdom and brought her curiosity and brought her frankly, brilliant um, ability to explain things, along with an understanding of biotensegrity to create a system of understanding the body and understanding movements and very specifically understanding yoga through the integration of the spiral nature of the body. I can't wait till Spiral Bound comes out. I really can't. It's it's beautiful. I I can't tell you. And I just invite you to consider that every time you move your arm, if you take your hand to face the ceiling or you turn your hand to face the floor, your body innately manages a spiral configuration. And that isn't just because of the way your bones are organised or the way your muscles are organised or the way your connective tissue is organised. It's the way that your form is organised. We live in a spiral formation. 
And that brings us to understanding the nature of something called chirality in the body. And chirality literally means handedness. So something has a right chirality or a left chirality. So when you, for example, come across blood vessels under a microscope, they have what's called tunicae. They're called tunicae, as in tunic, tunics, like layers of tunics. And really they're not layers, they're depths. But the first depth spirals in one way or has a chirality and the next spiral has a counter chirality. And the thicker the spirals or the more the number of tunicae around that blood vessel, the denser it is. So it's going to be a a large vessel if it's got lots of thicknesses of spirals. And it's going to be a smaller, lighter vessel if it has fewer. And this mimics precisely the way a tree grows. So if you think about it, if you cut down a tree and you count the growth rings, it tells you how many years old the tree is. That's in cross-section. If you actually were able to peel off each ring one by one, what you would find is each one is the counterchiral of the preceding one if it's a straight tree. And if it's a curly tree, like a twisted willow, you will find that several rings, life rings or annual rings, are, have the same chirality. So it, that's what causes the twists. So it's a fascinating and fundamental principle in embryological formation on the gross level, on the macro level, on the micro level. And it's also fundamental to the way we move. And I invite you to consider that your feet spiral. So you don't just swing your foot through and dump it down in a linear manner. When you walk, you actually spiral up and spiral down and spiral up and spiral down. It's only a partial spiral, but nonetheless, it is a spiral motion. And in fact, our walking blueprint has an innate chirality to it. And a lovely way to just play with that is to take as you walk or march along just for a few steps, just to humor me. Take your left hand to your right knee or your right hand to your left knee as you walk and just play a game with that subtle twist or tuck your elbows into your sides and take the right shoulder over the left foot and the left shoulder over the right foot and just see how differently your walking gait is. And that's something that we explore in in fascial-based movement work. And it actually is the most amazing energy saving system. And it allows us to understand and appreciate spiral motion in the body and how to animate that chirality to our advantage to save energy and promote elasticity and recoil. So it's, it's a very fascinating study, but I just wanted to bring it to your attention and flag up my dear friend, Karen, Karen Kirkness. You can find her Karen Kirkness on Instagram or um, karenkirkness.com. It's K-A-R-E-N-K-I-R-K-N-E-S-S, karenkirkness.com. And on her website, we do some absolutely gorgeous um, virtual dissection together. 
um, where Karen has this genius at working with a 3D art program. And between the two of us, we we dance with the classical anatomy, but bringing it across the bridge of contemporary anatomy so that people can actually enjoy anatomy because it can be so much fun understanding the shape we're in and the way we move that shape around. So spirals rule and look out for spiral bound. It's going to come through Handspring Publishing in 2021. And I personally can't wait. So what's that got to do with pain removed, performance improved? Well, it transforms performance when you understand the spiral nature of the body and the recoil mechanisms that are built into it. It's kind of got an already there structural predisposition to moving in spirals. And so it can improve performance for athletes and, um, you know, top trainers appreciate that and use it. Um, But what I found in my own practice is that it can transform someone's yoga to understand that their basic blueprint is contralateral or spiral. And, oh, there's all sorts of secrets. I'll, I'll tell you about them over the podcasts. And in the meantime, enjoy exploring your spiral chirals. Take care, stay safe, have fun.